Hi, yeah, um, I'm trying to contact the Fart Locker. I'm really interested in your product or service or uh, company, so please, please, please call me back. I'm really, I really want to know about the Fart Locker. Just please, uh, please, thank you. Um, bye. See a thug and see bro, yeah, I'm still bullshit. Need to sit down, take a chew and chew my money till we run it till we get it. Pow, pow, let it cool us, twist us, ain't talking. Money speak, all that bullshit, keep it. Run the side, run the side, run, 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 run the side, run the side. Okay, nice. Yeah, I I spent like probably seven or eight minutes i thought it was gonna take a long time and i started that's why i texted you 10 30 i like had coffee and i was like mm. and then i was like i didn't actually plug this in yet and i thought it was gonna take a really long time dude i feel like a fucking hacker i plugged it in i went to settings i selected usb mic i then i went to settings so i could hear you i'm on fucking 10 right now dude. i'm like an audio engineer you've learned well yeah it's crazy man i, I feel like i'm uh like i could get a job doing this being an audio engineer like a venue. That's how feel that's how good I am at this right now. Yeah. Man, how do you like look at the boxes behind you, dude? How's the move? We're still mostly in boxes, but we've got kind of the, the big stuff out, like the couch and the TV. Nice. Yeah, it's just it so I moved here we officially got into Nashville last Friday. And since then, it snowed twice. Fuck. Yeah, I'm not used to that shit. Are you driving in it? Um. Well, thankfully, the second time it snowed, like it didn't stick that well. It was just like it was just a really bad flurry, so it wasn't that bad. But that first time when we were coming in on Friday, um, there's some there's some like back roads we couldn't really take because the salt trucks hadn't gone through. Well, at least you guys have salt trucks. I mean, probably hey, you can drive. Yeah, it's that like makes Austin. sense. It's not like Austin, where one inch of snow makes the whole grid go down. Yeah, I have no clue how how you're supposed to drive on snow, but I just did. I would not do a good job, but I didn't didn't get into trouble, didn't hurt anyone. So, I'm good. they never taught me that in like driving school how to drive on. If they did, I didn't fucking pay attention. Cause I don't live places with snow. Places like that suck. No disrespect. No, that was the same thing at like learning in texas they're just like okay here's this section i remember like for railroad crossings our teacher's like yeah there's maybe like one railroad crossing street in austin so they're just like you can read that whenever you want and nice like, all right bet you have to fully stop at every railroad right or is that just buses uh, is that just school buses that have to do that that's buses and the main thing is just when the bar goes down, like you have to, you know, you're not going anywhere. And it's, I mean, there's not really that much to it. On the written test for my driving, you could get eight wrong and I got eight wrong. And so like, I barely passed, but like, it was like stuff like how long can you drive in the center lane for? And I was like, I don't know, hundred feet, hundred yards. Fuck dude. As long as it's chill. I figure like most of driving is just like use kind of common sense here. You know what I mean? Like, that's my figure, but most of the rules of driving is just like, yeah, be smart, be safe. Is can that true? You, yeah, can you turn down um, your mic volume a little bit? Oh, yeah. It's coming, it's coming in a little fuzzy. You're coming. How's that? I also always put the mic like right up to my fucking mouth, like I'm eating it. Yeah, <laughs> that's per yeah, that's a lot better. 
it's funny how like I'm what twenty fucking eight. I've been had people tell me to not put the mic so close to my face for like ten years. Over ten years, people have been like, "Hey, get a little further away from the mic." You know, can't happen to me. Don't do it. I put my face all the way on it. You're like a hardcore rapper. You're I'm just doing, excited to be here. <laughs> right, right up in your grill. You're cupping around it. Every sound engineer's worst nightmare. Man, did I know you when I had the little two-piece grill? I've seen pictures of it, but I don't... I was like 21. It was like 100 bucks. I thought it was like the coolest fucking thing. I was like, it's only 100 bucks to get a couple teeth covered in gold. My buddy Steven got one. Oh, and yeah. I was like, oh, dude, this is it. He told me where to get it. He's like, best deal in Austin. Highland Mall. Went in there, got my... I still have it somewhere. Highland Mall. Mm-hmm. Got it, at the, which is like half community college, half mall. I went and took a motorcycle written course yeah. there. It's funny, oh, dude. Yeah. It's like I, I was talking to a guy in there at Foot Locker, and he was like, yeah, I go to school here, and I work at the other. There's two different types of Foot Lockers in the mall. He worked at both of them and went to school there. And I was like, damn, dude, I can't wait for you to get an apartment here. <laughs> so wait, he worked at, so there's just two separate Foot Lockers at Highland Mall? or was I don't it know like if it was, yeah, two separate two separate storefronts. I don't know if it's like women's Foot Locker or Foot Locker Junior or something. I know they do like lady Foot Lockers. Lady Foot that. Locker. Yeah, they call it the Lady Foot Locker. <laughs> Let's make a Lady Fart Locker episode. The Lady Fart Locker. <laughs> and we're not on it. We have two women do this. Yeah, we find like prank the, calls. We find the female equivalents in the Austin comedy scene of like us two. Easy. I'm a fucking copy and paste dude, dude. Yeah. I I got a did a personality test at work. Like they gave everyone a personality test and I got mine back and I was like, yep, that's me. Like it was like it just like described stuff I think to me and I was like, damn, I'm just a copy paste dude. Like you could there's a million people just like me, you know? Was it was it one of those uh was it one of those like acronym ones where it's like you get the four letters? Uh uh-uh, uh it was a predictive index. Oh, okay. I don't it was pretty good. I, I can't even lie. Like, it got me. It, I, I was like, damn, did you guys like have to hire someone to like spy on me? Or did like you guys just call a therapist I'd talked to in the past, you know? <laughs> yeah. Wild. That that that's why they need your medical records at work. So did your work ask me. for your medical records? No. Oh, okay. I don't know if my work has. I feel like that's crazy. Is that normal? No, that's that's not normal. But I know if like if you're using company insurance, like they'll they'll see like what offices you're going to under that insurance. When I was working at uh at my first sales job, you have how much you've sold written on a board in front of everyone, right? So it's yeah. super normal to know how much everyone on your floor makes. It's like totally normal. To be like, oh, you made this amount, this much. Everyone, you know what I mean? Like that's everyone's talking about it. And yeah, then a, a VP, yeah, it's like it's totally normal. So the VP of sales was in there one day, and my manager asked me if I was going to ask him any questions. I was like, yeah, I'm going to ask him what he makes. And she was like, don't ask that. And I was like, what? And she was like, don't. That's super inappropriate. And I learned in the office that's like a thing that's like, and I'm like, that's lame. There's a reason they don't want you to ask people stuff like that. That's fucking weird. Um, like I was like, that's so, but I didn't know that was like a social thing where it's like, you don't ask I'm like, why we all talk about how much we make. That's all like, that's the yeah. whole point of this job. It's all written on everything. He's a director of sales. Why wouldn't it's I be like, able to ask him? It's the, it's the biggest, it's the, it's on the biggest wall in the fucking office with mm-hmm. what I'm making. Yeah. No, I no the whole, like, don't ask people what they make. Like 
that that that's been like a social thing, but it's more so been something like, hey, we don't want these guys to figure out like how much like game we're running on them. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, like it's anti, all the fuck. It's, it's an anti-union. Tactic. It's also fucking federally illegal to say you can't ask co taught to have to ban talking about wages with coworkers. Like you are allowed to. We would it is a federally protected right to fucking talk about your wages with coworkers. I think I don't know. I heard that. Let me Google it. Well, especially I know if it's a publicly traded company, like they they can't do that much shit either. Because it's like, no, this needs to be public information to like our shareholders. And you can just be like, I, I'm interested in being a shareholder, so tell me. Employees have the right to communicate with other employees at the workplace about their wages. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, yeah. It would have been funny if you if you did ask him in like the middle of a meeting. The VP was like, you don't need to know that. And you're just like, uh-uh, I want to see what what numbers you putting up on the board, huh? I'm curious, yeah. People are always, because I still ask questions like that. That like I ask my managers how much they make, and they never answer. It's so weird. I'll be like, oh, so how much do you make? And they always make a joke like, oh, not as much as the top rep in the office. And it's like, yeah, but I know how much he makes, so tell me how much you Like It's like the weirdest thing. It's so weird. I don't know. Maybe someone said not to talk. I, I bet one person one time said, hey, don't tell people. When I worked at Pete's Coffee and I got hired, I was like 19. I got hired as a shift lead, just fucking lied my way into getting the shift lead position there. I'd pretend like I'd done shift lead work. And then they were like, so you've counted a safe? And I was like, oh, I've counted a safe. I've broken down bank drops and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm like, no, no, I've never done any of that. Uh, but I was like, I've also, you know, I know tons about coffee. Like, give me a job. And they were like, how much do you want? And I was like, $20 an hour. And they gave me like fucking like 17 or some shit like that. And they're like, don't tell the rest of the shift leads. And there's a woman named Jenny that worked there who was like, a fucking mom and yeah. like her husband also had a like a similar job and she told me she made less than me and so i was like oh i, I make this much you should you should ask for that much and everyone got mad and i was like 19 i was doing drugs at work they fired me well they didn't fire me I actually quit but they were definitely getting ready to fire me <laughs> and my manager was trying to catch me doing drugs at work i'm like yeah i'm not gonna tell because she'd be like oh that's so funny you must have been like a little high right and oh, i'm like she's trying to do it like that yeah so dumb alicia god bless you i hope she lives forever She's like one of those people that like got a management job and like loved it. And so she would bounce around to different retail places with like management jobs with good benefits. I don't know, man. Do you think get, get, your, get your money, Alicia? Yeah. I don't want to manage a retail store. It's like, man, bummer work. Bummer, I, bummer. I hated it. No, working retail, especially if it's like managing a Target or a Walmart. Like, well, OK, if you're managing a Target, I feel like you might as well be a high school like gym teacher. Mm -hmm. If you're managing a Walmart, you might as well be like a registered nurse at like an old folks home. For real. Man, I remember the time I got fired from service menswear. Did I tell you about that? I don't. It's a fancy menswear place I yeah. worked at for a season. I think you've, I think you've mentioned it. But... I got a job there to get Malcolm X glasses. They had Moscot Yorkles, the same ones that Malcolm X wore. They're like fucking $400 glasses, but I got them at warehouse cost if I worked there, so it was like 70 bucks. And I was like, dude, let's do it. So I fucking got a job there, worked there, and then they would try to get me to like go and juju up the store. And I was like, dude, I'm not doing that. Like, no. And so they, they were like, yeah, you're not tired here anymore. <laughs> I remember you told me, like, you and all of your friends, that this was a previous episode, but like you and your friends all worked at urban outfitters for a season. Yeah. Like there's like the one do gooder friend that's like, guys, like we need to stop like 
stealing because I'm up for like a management position. You're like, no, nah, fuck that, dude. Man, well, so one of them got management and he didn't steal. And the other one, my buddy Chris, like Kyle just got management because he does good and like was not into stealing. He would be mad if we stole. But Chris had no idea we were stealing. He was he was so pure of heart where he had no idea that all of his friends were stealing. And like, we're like, oh, dang, you really do that? Like, wow, okay. But Kyle would have told on us. They were in a band together. Very Urban Outfitters. Very Roseville suburbs right there. Working at Urban Outfitters, being in hardcore bands together. Back when working at Urban Outfitters meant something. Man, it's funny how many of the members of Dance Gavin Dance have worked at Urban Outfitters at different times. <laughs> Every time I see some of the Dance Gavin Dance shirt, I'm like, damn, they have no idea of the, the, the circulating members that work at dance, that work at Urban Outfitters and Arden Arcade area in Roseville, California. If you're real fucking young, you'll work at the the downtown store. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. One time I was in Urban Outfitters and there's people I, I worked with in there and so I was talking with them and one of the district managers came up and got mad at me for like distracting them from work. Yeah. And it was like, damn, it, it's a it's a clothes folding job, buddy. We don't need to be that fucking on point, you know? Yeah. Well, it, it was what, like around 2013 or 2014 they started they started putting in like the actual used clothing and then it would have that huge ass tag being like this was you know hand picked and selected by like our our pickers awesome huh and it's like so now this you know what well, we bought it for six dollars at this you know garage sale in you know west palm beach florida it's now 70 dollars here in austin texas yeah they did it was called like upcycle or something like that they'd be like yeah this is called oh, urban renewal this is part of the urban renewal program and it's like so you bought a clothing rack Went to a clothing rack, bought a pound of clothing, a billion pounds of clothing, went through it. You know, cost you fucking a few hundred bucks, and you're gonna make tens of thousands of dollars from those hundreds of pieces that you're gonna sell for 150, 200 bucks. Great shit, man. Great, great scam. Urban Outfitters, fantastic. Oh, yeah. Oh, my favorite thing right now is people that are different types of coaches. I want to be a dude that's <laughs> like, dude, if you if you're ready to fucking if you're ready to turn your life around and you're specifically like a lawn care maintenance guy and you want to learn how to fucking get your belt all together, I'm your belt coach. You know what I mean? Dudes that do really specific coaching, that shit is tight to me right now. I saw a video of a dude that was like, "Oh, I'm a party guidance counselor for DJs." And I was like, oh. "Yeah." Dude, oh, animal psychics? You seen this, my dog? What with the what psychics? Animal fucking psychics. Okay, so oh, dude, 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 dude. It they tell you they'll tell you they'll talk to your dog. They'll tell you they'll they'll talk to your um. Wasn't that a TV? Cat? I don't know. When I see this lady that says she's an animal psychic, and you can send her a photo of your animal, and she'll be able to communicate. And it's like that's so tight. I that's an incredible grift. That's like I want that, dude. I wish I would have thought of that. Oh, I wanted to be one of those people so bad. <laughs> it, especially if it's something that's like you, you get you get photos emailed to you like daily, and you're just you just keep responding with. I, it's like, it's like so. So what's my dog trying to tell me? And it's just like stop putting your finger in my butthole. Yeah, every single dog's like he wants to be put down. <laughs> oh, every single dog I said, I'm like, yeah, he wants to be put down. He says life isn't worth it. You should euthanize your dog. Just super morbid everything for everyone's doggies. Yeah, it's just <laughs> you just keep saying the same thing and it's just horrible. Let them fucking know. Yeah, I'm the fucking 
doomsday for doggies. I'm the I'm the doggies. I'm the doggy fucking sidekick that tells it like it is, dude. Your dog, dude, is weak. I'm telling everyone they have a beta dog. Yeah, it seems like you got a beta dog. Tough punch your dog in the face a little, toughen it up. Life's hard. Did I ever tell you uh, I was a game day DJ in college for like three months? Game day for what? Football? No, we didn't have a fucking football team. No, it was a uh, basketball and volleyball. What kind of music would you play for them? Whatever I fucking felt like, which is kind of why it was a very short-lived career. <laughs> Did you put on noise music? No, I, I never went that far deep into the rabbit hole, but it. I would usually play just like thrash metal music or like hardcore punk. Um, I would throw in some 80s classics too, but like always at the wrong time because i remember i was doing like a it was like a volleyball tournament that our school was hosting and so it was just like okay we need someone like at the gym for like six hours because we're doing like three back to back to back like volleyball games and i was the only one available that day because the other dj they hired like he was out sick and after one of the games just kind of like the you know shows over everyone like get the fuck out of here music i put on another one bites the dust but like the losing team was still on the court and so the ncaa rep was like running up to me he's like you turn that shit off right now like you you do not do that that is unsportsmanlike conduct and i was like what like i was like so like out of it i was like what are you talking about it's like it's just putting on another one bites the dust yeah she thought like i was putting it on maliciously and like looking back at it's like yeah i was petty as hell but like it was it was just one of those things. I was just like, I wasn't even really paying attention. I wish there's a song called like "You Fucking Suck at Volleyball." You could have played. Yeah. <laughs> you suck at volleyball. You know what I mean? Put on some shit like that, big dog. Then then for the next game, I just put on "Loser" by Beck. Yeah. Yeah. You should just put yeah mean stuff. Mean music should be played. Isn't that what they do at baseball? They have a whole thing when you feel like if you get you know tagged out at a base they put on like oh bowling bowling's mean every time you do bad in bowling yeah they got all those like really shitty videos where it's just like gutter ball it's like pins and they're sexy models and they're saying like you're dick small <laughs> every time you know, it's just like 10 pins and they're all fucking Double big tits <laughs> fucking they're staring at the camera and they're saying you're bad at sex <laughs> yeah the weirdest That's one i bowling. ever the weirdest bowling video I ever saw in real life, it's when you get you start getting like the double strikes and then the, the turkey strikes. It would be like this like burned in X's on a dude's like pectoral muscle. It's like double strikes. Like, <laughs> like damn. There's like people at my work that did bowling and like they're both from like the Midwest or Mid East, I guess. Like, oh, yeah. One's from Indiana, one's from like Maine or some shit. But they both are like like bowling and like have bowled. And I'm like, damn, I have never really known people that did that. Like when I would go to bowling alleys, it was like, yeah, dude, it's for the cheap beer and you just kick it. And like you put up the you put up the the bumpers, you know, you get the little bumpers, you get the little bowling ball slide. Have you ever used one of those? What's a bowling ball slide? So it's this it's like this metal rack. Oh, yes. Yeah. And it's basically like you put it at the top and then you just push it down. It's it's for like little kids, but 
like one of my friends, he was just so bad at bowling. I was I like I just like pulled that over for him. I was like, here, like this is the only way you're gonna get any pins down, dude. Did it work? Yeah, he I mean he finished with like a fifty. Nice. I always put the bumpers up. If I bowl, I'm not going to just risk it rolling in the gutters. I'm, okay, put the bumpers up. Let's see how many pins I can hit, and I'll throw it as hard as I can. I'll throw it as hard as I can. I will I will, <laughs> I will. will eliminate as many pins as possible, but I'm not going to risk it. I, 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 don't, uh, I don't get the draw of being good at bowling, but I guess this is the draw of any other sport. You know, It's just like anything else. Do, do what you love, and the money will come. Yeah. I guess just ever, being good at stuff doesn't seem worth it to me. Damn, am I lazy? Maybe. Yeah, sounds like saying that out loud is like, damn, being good at stuff that like you know doesn't like I don't have like a hobby I'm particularly good at. You know what I mean? Well, I you guess comedy. Yeah, I mean you don't have to be good at a hobby. Yeah, that's the thing about jujitsu is a lot of these dudes like really love it, and like I'm yeah. like, man, this is like a Pilates class for me, boys. Like I like this, but it's like not. Yeah, I mean, do you have to like change their diet? For, it's purely for the calorie burning for you. Yeah, it's fun. It's wrestling. You know what I mean? What a fun yeah. way to burn calories. Oh my God, what a fun way. It's just wrestling. You know what I mean? And there are guys that like really learn and study and travel for it. I'm like, that's cool. Do you think? But I'm more like, a, dude, this is a little energy before work. I wish we had showers here. You know? <laughs> wish we had showers here boys am i right and they're like what <laughs> i know bring up i wish i, I think ha wanting a shower after karate is normal and healthy not like a group shower are they not jailhouse shower <laughs> i'm not demanding group showers from people at karate i'd get in trouble <laughs> trust me <laughs> steve bill come over here we're we doing shower hit the showers I didn't go to public school, so like a group shower sounds insane to me. I know that's how like gyms work, where it's like they're open. I remember I went to a twenty-four hour fitness for the first time when I was like fifteen or sixteen. There's just like naked people in there. I immediately walked out of the bathroom. I was yep. like, I've never been exposed to that. Did not know that was a real thing. Well, even even at most like modern gyms today, they have it where they're all stalls, so it's not like you're just you're just like tip and tip, you know, side by side. But I was gonna say like. Playing football in middle school, like it was purely just like, hey, I'm just here because like all my other, like all my friends are doing it, and I don't want to get fat, so I thought this would be a good way. Mm -hmm. But being at Lake Travis, like the Lake Travis School District, because our high school was like winning state championships in football, like there is there are some kids that were like really fucking serious about it, where it's like I, you can get a scholarship doing that. Yeah, I mean, you could get a scholarship doing jujitsu too. Maybe not at, like a full ride, but well, I'm like 30, so like I don't have anything <laughs> I can get from this. You know what I mean? I don't have any. If I was like 15, I was doing jujitsu, then it'd be like, oh yeah, maybe one day you'll be a jujitsu professor. You know what I mean? Maybe you'll be a doctor in jujitsu, but it's more like you know, getting into tinkering or uh, like the hobby trains. You know, toy train seems like a wholesome hobby. I tried metal detecting. Oh yeah, you did. You that was my excuse at work when people would ask it because, like, at my old job, they would chit chat about like what you do as hobbies, and like I didn't want to be like, do I smoke weed? I do stand up. Like, I, I just like comedy and getting fucking high on marijuana weed, uh, like a high school stoner. And so I'd say metal detecting, and I had to like do research on metal detecting to keep up the lie. <laughs> and I have a metal detector, but I'd always talk about how like I really wish I had like some. Oh, I can't remember the name of it now. Oh, an Equinox. 
I'd be like, yeah, I'm a Fisher 22, but the Equinox is the real level tool. And they'd ask me if I was going metal detecting that weekend. I'd be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Hours, sit in my room and do hours of metal detecting, man. Back to back, back to back, dude. Oh, yeah, it's like my personality, metal detecting. I, I had to, so I, I had to do that actually last week, my first week at work, where they sent out this. I got an email from HR and they're like, hey, you know, tell us where you went to school and, you know, three of your hobbies and like your hometown. Cause like we're going to send out a big like company wide email for the new hires. Mm-hmm. And so I, honestly, like most of my hobbies haven't even changed since fucking middle school. Cause I put down guitar, skateboarding, and then. Uh, shooting pool. <laughs> so I, I sound like a I, I sound like I'm still like 14, like yeah. some punk ass kid. You sound like a junior higher line to be cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> skateboarding. I shoot pool. I shoot pool. I guess guitar. Playing electric guitar. <laughs> when I'm not learning Van Halen solos, you know, I'm at the park shredding it. Nice. That is you though. You shredded Halen and shredded on the fucking gnar with your little skateboard. Little bad boy Robert, man. Oh yeah. Good ball. Your precious little darling. All the money I have. I didn't mean to call you. This is a butt dial. Sorry. This is the ASMR segment. that make money doing ASMR videos. Good job. Good job. Going in for the drink. You like Moss Tacos? Have you been there? No, I haven't. 
It's a it's a place in Nashville. You got to try it. They have Topo Chico's there. I mean, they have Topo Chico's everywhere now. But I remember like 2014 going to Nashville, and that was like they had Topos, and I was like, yeah, sick, Mas Tacos, Topo Chico's. So many bars moved away from Topos because they got more expensive, supposedly. Heartbreaking. Yeah, I I think the last place, the last known place with Topo was, at least for me, Hotel Vegas. They still Topo place? As of May 2021, yes. We salute you for it. Yeah. Hotel Vegas, that like structure sold more Lone Star than like almost anywhere one South by. I think they had like the most Lone Star sold of any bar. That's fucking right. I don't know. Maybe my stats wrong on that. Hey, apparent. Well, apparently, Hotel Vegas, the the guys who own it, they're gonna. I don't think it's they're going to, but they already did buy out Spider House Cafe. The cafe portion of Spider House. Yeah. Oh, are they gonna do a venue there? I don't think I don't think they're gonna try and do a venue because the the ballroom is that's right the there. venue. Yeah. Are they gonna do a restaurant? Yeah, I think they're gonna try and do something kind of like a kind of tropical, because they own. Wow. Just make it, just reopen it as probably like a coffee shop or like a little hangout bar. Uh, man, let all the college kids take their underage dates there. You know. Do you think college kids? I uh, I definitely went to Spider House when I was underage. Well, yeah, I mean, I I did too. My first night in Austin doing comedy, I tried to go do a mic at Spider House, and I got too drunk and fell asleep in the planners outside. And the guy was like, "You're 86, man. You got to get out of here." <laughs> and Avery Moore was hosting the midnight mic, and when you would show up, it, they'd chant your name three times, and if you missed your set, she, she, they would chant, "Art is gay. Art is gay. Art is gay." And then the next person would go. <laughs> oh, was that the joy of? Uh, it was like the joke of painting. No, it was years ago when Avery had the open mic. She would host the midnight mic there. Oh, okay. At Spider House. But, yeah. Yeah. Good time. It was very good. I heard this was number for the fart locker. I was just making sure it was the right number. I want to come and fart in your locker later tonight. I need a couple shipments of... I need several shipments of farts to my house directly, ASAP. Please let me know what you can do for his shipment so far. He is eagerly waiting for the new